We watched The Chosen, and we're going to get into it this week on Dropping Sunday. (laughs) Hey, hey, welcome to Dropping Sunday. I'm one of your hosts, Seth. And I am your other host, Andrea. And in case you didn't know, Dropping Sunday is a semi-reverent look at Christian pop culture And just a couple of notes, we are not here to get you saved. We're also not here to tick you off, although either of those things could happen. And if they do, uh, we'd like to know. Yes, this is a podcast by Christians for Christians, but you definitely don't need to believe to belong. Andrea, how's your heart? Well, let me tell you, this is going to sound like it's my not for me, but it's not because I have another not for me. Uh Uh-oh. We're starting off strong with two not for me. You know. (laughs) You know what's not for me? Having to fill my gas tank more than once a month. <laughs> oh. Now that I'm uh, driving, now that I'm going, I'm back in the office and I'm having to commute, all of a sudden <laughs> it is like my gas tank is just going to empty a whole lot faster than I than it used to. Yeah. You know, when you're not going anywhere, you don't spend you don't use gasoline. <laughs> so anyway, I, I had to fill up today. I've got that pickup truck. And I think the first time I filled up with gas, when I first got it, it was $60 to put, put gas Ooh, in it. Ouch. This week I, I, uh, I didn't need to fill up. And so, um, yeah, $23. Nice. From, man. The, from the light being on to completely full was $23. So that's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Mine, I think mine was around, I, I don't know, 20, it was about 20 something dollars. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not complaining. I just, to... I just had to fill up today on my way home from work. And I'm like, man, I feel like I just put gasoline in. I spent it all this week. All right. So, you heard it here, anyway. folks. Andrea thinks we we should all stay home for another couple months. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> One of my coworkers said that she's going to petition that we all work from home at least one day a week. Um, so yeah, it didn't I mean? Listen, that's what we were talking about from the very beginning. Like let's yeah. let's do this right so that we can stay home. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. She said she's going to pull together some stuff, and then we're all going to band together and go to our our uh, our boss's office at the same time. So we'll see what happens. All right. That's good. That's good. So you've been going back into the office. How are you chilling out when you get home? Are you, are you watching TV or you, you getting to read or are you kind of back to a different routine than what you have been over the past couple months? Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm still kind of, uh, I, I haven't moved, but I've, I've, I've spread out in my apartment. I guess you could say I am, I'm, I've kind of been working on, these two extra bedrooms that I have and, and putting, you know, some stuff together, cleaning out some stuff. And yeah, so there is some, still some TV. I've got some books to read, doing laundry and my new washer and dryer, you know, things like that. But so are there any, uh, are there any shows that you've been, that you've been watching or there, uh, are you a big fan of like the voice or American idol or anything like that? You, you know, well, we've we've talked about my TV habits on this show before. Sure. Um, actually, I guess we should say you've made fun of my TV habits on this show before. Um, How do I not have a CBS drop already? I don't know, but you need to get one. Okay. Because that's all I watch is CBS right. shows. Actually, that's not true. But I have been... So I've been watching a lot of uh, this past the past couple of weeks. I've been 
binge watching Flashpoint, which is an old show. It hasn't been on in a long time. I it's, remember commercials for Flashpoint. Yeah, I I think it was a CBS show. I actually don't remember. I don't. I didn't watch it when it was on originally. It's about a SWAT team, a police SWAT team out of Toronto, Canada, <laughs> okay. which I know is t- totally random. But you know what I noticed this week about the shows that I watch, most of them anyway, like 75%, they have a very strong cast of good-looking guys. Oh, well, that makes sense. There, there's, there's a theme for sure. I like a SWAT team. Or SWAT. SWAT. I like Flashpoint. <laughs> I like, uh, what else do I like? Blue Bloods. SEAL got- Team. Blue Bloods. That Donnie Wahlberg. MacGyver. MacGyver. <laughs> Hold on. The, there's the new MacGyver? Okay. The new one. Okay. The new MacGyver. Anyway, it's, I'm, I'm slightly, I'm, I know my face is all red. I can feel it getting hot right now. But there is definitely a, a theme with the shows that I watch. I, you know what? Oh, and man. Here's the thing. <laughs> Again, we're not going to have shame in this room, right? We're not going to no do shame. it. No shame. We're, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. You are a single lady. If you, if you like to look at handsome men, you're allowed to do so. Yeah. I, I, I get it. I completely understand. Yeah. No. Anyway, so, but no, I, I used to, I, I haven't watched American Idol in... A very long time, but they had their season finale, right? They did. They did. And so I don't know if you remember back whenever we were still in the same room recording these podcasts, um, I showed you a video from American Idol of a, a contestant that was named Just Sam and how she actually prayed with the the judges at the end of her audition. Right. And like everybody cried, including us, I think. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. uh and you saw you saw uh, Katy Perry with her little knowing smile of like, yeah, I, I know your world. I, I'm I'm familiar. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that same contestant, Just Sam, was actually crowned American Idol season 18 winner on Sunday night, and she sang a duet that I thought you might be interested in hearing. Okay. Am I more than just the sum of every high and every low? Remind me once again just who I am Because I need to know Oh, you say I have love When I can't feel a thing You say I am strong So she gets to sing this duet with Lauren Daigle On the song that she auditioned with and that was uh, that was on the finale. So I just thought that was really really cool. That is very cool. And uh, this is a good week for uh, stay at home musicians to win singing contests because um, <laughs> Todd, uh, I think it's Tillman, is a pastor from Mississippi. He actually won The Voice last week. Uh-huh. Look at that. And his finale included uh, a little song called I Can Only Imagine. I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side. I can only imagine when 
And all that I can see Is your face There before me I can only imagine So there's that. Um, that is crazy that he won with that song. Well, I mean... I mean, I know it was weeks, but still, like... Sure. That is, that's not a new song. No, 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 no. But good old <laughs> team, team Blake uh, kind of came in strong here. But also, like, he's very, very smart in the fact that, like, he recorded it in his church from the stage. I, I just thought a real solid performance there. So, I mean... Again, it's a good it's a good week for Christian musicians to to come in and <laughs> win some. Absolutely, that's very cool. We're making a comeback, Audrey. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so there's some some TV shows. I also saw this other little piece of news. Uh, Trail Life USA is a Christ centered mentoring and discipleship program. It's like an alternative to the Boy Scouts. And mm-hmm. they have actually done like one, they're trying to set up this national backyard movie night and camp out where tens of thousands of people have already signed up to participate in like a real time video link that they can stream right from their own backyards. And so it's like all these people can like camp out in their backyards and watch a movie together. That's cool. Well, is it because would you like to guess the movie? Oh, no. Think Christian alternative to the Boy Scouts and think one heart in our rating system <laughs> that we just created last week. Are they doing Pilgrim's Progress? They are. <laughs> they are. They're going to show. It. They're going to. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's so many options of things that they could pick that 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 would be good. And they're going to put this piece of garbage out. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you want to start off strong. Why, why are you looking at me like that? This is my face. I just wanted you to see my face from behind the microphone. Okay, I see it. That's, oh my word. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, when we started this podcast, we started with, uh, like, even though it wasn't our best episode, we started with the big deal, like, you know, with Kanye's album, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's start off with a bang. Let's not, let's not like, I don't know, trip in on a fart. Let's not do that. <laughs> so- sorry, Andrea's mom. Sorry. Sorry, mom. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so, <laughs> so, so there's a movie that's coming out, uh, and, and people are there, people are going to be forced to watch again. I, I also saw, speaking of movies that people are, are watching, you're, you're just beside yourself. I, I just, and there's so many other movies they could play that would be better. I found an article this week that had me, uh, chuckling just a little bit. Let me, let me just read you this headline first. It says, uh, study. Colon, just to go with our theme here. Uh, <laughs> pastors and churchgoers have very different ideas about how long a sermon is. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So uh, today in news that will not shock you, a LifeWay <laughs> research study has found that when it comes to sermon length, pastors and churchgoers have some pretty different ideas most Protestant pastors, around 54%, so over half, think the typical sermon is between 20 and 30 minutes long, and only 14% think the typical sermon is longer than 40 minutes. But among Protestant church goers, 32% think the typical sermon is longer than 40 minutes. 
In other words, about a third of Protestants think their pastor's sermon close in on an hour in length, even though very few of their pastors agree, which having grown up in a pastor's home, I find that hysterical because I think pastors get up there and start preaching and they lose all concept of time. And so, of course, it does not matter how big the clock is or where it's positioned. It doesn't. And listen, it's fine. I'm not this is not me downing on anybody. I'm just laughing because you know that it's true. And it also is funny because I think probably the average sermon is between 30 and 45 minutes, like in real life, real time, no matter what pastors think or churchgoers think. But it, I find it hysterical that pastors think that they're shorter than that. Churchgoers think it's longer than that. And really, it's somewhere in between. Have you ever done that, Seth, when you were preaching, gotten up there uh, and just... Okay, so here, here's... <laughs> the very few times that I have had the honor of standing behind the pulpit and delivering a, a sermon to a church. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually end about 20 minutes early. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter how long they give me. I'm probably going to end early. Um, you just, I, the last uh, time, the last time I got to preach was in Spanish service and I was like, okay, well I don't I only have to prepare for half as much time. Well, yeah. And, and, um, but I, but I still like, uh, I, I don't know. I'm more of a teacher when, whenever I'm, I'm teaching like more in a classroom setting, it's way more conversational. It's a lot of give and take. It's, um, I, I it's very much, I over-prepared for any direction that someone may ask a question and we might have to go down that rabbit hole. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, this week in our stay at home group, you like that one stay at home yeah. group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody asked a question and it, and it, took us way off the rails of where my notes were. And we, that, listen, if that's where we're going and that's where God wants to lead the conversation, then guess what? That's where we're going to go. And, uh, and it ended up being a great conversation, like in, in like very lift, like edifying to the, to, to everybody that was there. there there's a Christianese word. Um, those typically go too long because we're trying to have a conversation. Listen, conversation Seth has, they're going to go long. I don't know if you've seen how long these shows are whenever they start and then how how much we have to edit them down because conversations go long. But man, my yeah, sermons, I, they're quick. I listen, three points in a prayer and then let's go watch the Cowboys is usually how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I do I do feel like we should we should say for all of the listeners that when you get an hour long show from us, that's edited down from like hour 20, hour 30. <laughs> What was our longest? Didn't we have one that was like an almost... Oh, no. We had one that crested two hours once. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. We Come on. We don't have two hours worth of things to say for people um, to listen po- to. Well, hold on. Finish that thought because... <laughs> because we got two hours of things to say. We don't necessarily have two hours of things people want to listen to. There you so go. Yeah, that's it. We're trying to keep things oh, a little man. crisp. Crisp. So, and and I think the pastors could probably keep it a little bit crisper sometimes. Sometimes they could. Sometimes. I don't know. Anyway, that just made me laugh this week. So there you go. If you feel like your, your pastor sermons are never ending, you are not alone. 
Well, now pastors can go back and see exactly how long they were and also what all the Facebook comments were. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and see all the people talking during church. <laughs> yeah. So you're encouraged to be on Facebook at church now. So. Yeah. I- <laughs> Don't get used to it. All right. One more piece of news and then we'll get into the subject of the day because it's a good transition. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Michael Jackson's 22-year-old daughter, Paris Jackson, will play a gender-bending Jesus Christ in the upcoming movie, Habit. Habit. Oh, no. She'll portray the religious figure wearing a traditional robe, like a habit, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, tousled hair, including a single accent braid and a nose ring. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a sacrilegious movie. Uh, it's mocking Christianity, ridicules people of faith. Uh, so says this article that I'm, I'm reading. But, uh, but yeah, so there's something to be on the lookout for, huh? Yeah, I don't think we'll be watching that and reviewing it for this show. What do you think? Listen, if you are a believer and you want to see uh, a, a movie or a show about Jesus, have I got a show for you? Seriously. Do you want to talk about this for just a second? Let's talk about this show. Okay. I don't even know how to describe it. The Chosen. Mm-hmm. The Chosen. Hey, if you're a believer, if you're not a believer, I don't care. You need to download this app. One, it's free. Let's just start right. there. You don't have to pay any money for this. Two, you can download the app and then play it to your TV. Andrea, I was blown away by how easy it was to access this show. Yeah, you can download it on Roku yeah. and watch it. Watch it that way. Watch all of the episodes, all eight of the episodes on Roku. So let's let's give a little bit of information about this. So The Chosen is a crowd-sourced series about the life of Christ that uses the Bible as the framework of the show as opposed mm-hmm. to using it as the script of the show. Y- yes. And that, that was one of my points in in watching it and especially watching the first episode my like my very first initial feeling and impression was i don't know about this because Ooh, it felt a little like messiah from a li- well <laughs> not exactly it didn't go quite there the bible is a narrative it's not written as a screenplay correct And so in order to film a movie or a TV show or something like that, you have to have a screenplay because there has to be dialogue. There has to be direction. And so I've always kind of struggled a little bit with shows and movies that are based on scripture because Mm -hmm. I feel like they take so much liberty in creating a backstory that's not there. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I'm 100% with you. And so when I first started watching, like, I remember the there's a, there's a scene at the beginning where Simon and Andrew are, I guess they're gambling, they're fighting Simon. I think Simon was fighting. Yeah, no, no. The first, the first, the first rule of Fight Club is <laughs> we don't talk about Fight Club. Yeah. And so they're doing that. And there's a, there was a, a comment that he made. And I just sat there and I went, that, no, like this is not <laughs> this is not accurate to the time. He says something like, "That's why they call me Wine Hands because of what I'll do to your liver." Right. So a couple of things. <laughs> One, it's a terrible <laughs> line. It was 
two, <laughs> they ad- they admit that it's a terrible line. He's like, wine hands? He's like, I just thought of it. I threw it out there. Um, yeah, so but- it could use some rewrites, but also... We didn't know what wine did deliver. liver. That's liver. what I'm saying. I'm like, this is, this is like 26 like AD. It. They don't know what wine is going to do to their liver. I don't know what cirrhosis is. So anyway, that was, it, it kind of took me a minute to get into it. Yeah. That, that was the thing that I realized real quick, right? Because the main character in the Bible is Jesus, mm-hmm. right? All of the Old Testament points to him. All the New Testament talks about him, right? right? Like, he's the main character. I would argue that in this season, Jesus is not the main character. No. I mean, if I would say that he probably shares a triple billing with the Apostle Peter, mm-hmm. or as he's known now, Simon. Simon. Right? Mm-hmm. And Nicodemus. Yeah. When I realized, okay, this this show isn't about Jesus. It's about Nicodemus and how that that happens. I was trying to explain it to a friend of mine, and I was like, okay, you'll see a conversation happen with people that are adjacent to the storyline, and in the background, you'll hear Jesus preaching the parables that you hear in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So it's like the background language is Scripture. Is like that's where they put that in there, you know. Right. They they play around with the timeline a little bit to to make the story flow. It it was a little actually that made it a little hard for me to kind of okay. to follow at first. And and they, they I mean they they give you the timeline like they tell you what what year it is. Uh, you have to think a little bit about BC and and AD, you know, before Christ and yes after and how those years work. Um, I will, I will say this, speaking of sermons, there's a sermon in what I'm about to say in the first episode when I wasn't sure how I was feeling about it. And then at the very end, when Jesus shows up and in that scene with Mary Magdalene, something happens when Jesus shows up in this show. I'm, I'm telling you, like you just talking about it just gave me chills. Just remembering it. Just like even, when I was driving this week and I was thinking about this show and, and recording this episode, that thought popped in my head because that first episode of that show, I was not a hundred percent on board until Jesus showed up in that scene. And I went, Ooh, hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> there might be something here. Yeah. And man, I just want to say, I think that there is like, this is, this is a quality watch. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, listen, there are some things that I'm going to pick apart. Because I feel like there's some things that we need to pick apart. Yeah. But and that's that's what we do. That's what this show is. That's what we're doing. We're reviewing. So Right. <laughs> um, like for example, the title sequence and the opening credits mm-hmm. feel every time they come on is jarring because it's it has it's just so modern. Yeah. That to juxtapose a story that's being told two thousand years ago with modern graphics modern modern music like this whole thing like it's real jarring i i don't like every time i'd be like Ugh, i don't like this right yeah. um i did enjoy the fact that maybe simon and matthew had a relationship and maybe it was that simon owed taxes and matthew is a tax collector mm-hmm. i enjoyed the fact that they made matthew a detestable person right i i really enjoyed that Do- did you feel like 
the character of Matthew, and remember, he authors one of the Gospels. Uh-huh. But his character in the show was surprising to me. Why is that? Because I have, I have some thoughts about Matthew. Okay, I'm going to say this, and you can tell me if this, you may not want to leave it in. I'm, listen, if you don't say it, I'm going to have to. He, I think he's on the spectrum. Yeah, absolutely. I have no clue why they made Matthew autistic. Yeah. I, 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 I don't. Other than the fact that he might have been Asperger's and very detail-oriented, and that's why his gospel is so detail-oriented. I mean, maybe they were trying to go with something a lot. He's good with numbers, but I mean, they went full spectrum yeah, with Matthew. They, they did, and it was... It was just interesting. I just found I found it interesting. I'm gonna look up and see if that actor is actually autistic. No, I don't think so. He play he plays it well. Yeah, he he does. All you know what? All of the acting was was good in this show. Yeah, I, I, I no, enjoyed all of stellar. it. No, yeah, nothing stellar. Nothing, nothing. You know, worthy of an award, but nothing that was so bad that was other than the accents. Oh my word, the accents. Man, the accents were all over the place. I'm like, why why do these people in why do these people in Israel in the year 30 AD, why do they have Scottish accents? Oh I don't my understand. Word. He was Scottish. What why? I, I thought I, I was the only one. I'm like, no. that's never gonna notice that. But Oh, are you kidding me? That's those are the exact things that I'm gonna notice. <laughs> I oh my goodness! Racking me up. Let me say this too. Yeah, Simon Peter is—he is probably my favorite disciple. If I'm allowed okay. to have a favorite disciple, let me let me just clarify: the disciple of the Bible, or in in this in this show, the character. No, the disciple in the Bible. Okay, okay. is Peter is probably my favorite disciple for a couple of reasons and i feel like they portrayed the the characteristics of peter that i like so much they portrayed it very well in this show he's he's impulsive he's very passionate and he because i like the scene where he pulls out a sword because he's gonna not in the not in the show in the bible in the actual scripture when the guards come to to take Jesus to be crucified, and he, I mean, he Spoiler is going to defend him. You know, I, I, I just, I love, I love the character of the actual disciple of Simon Peter, and I f- believe that this show does him justice. At first, I wasn't sure, but yeah, well, and there's little Easter eggs, like, uh, like about that exact thing. Where in the first episode, um, uh, a Roman guard cut Simon's ear, you yeah. know, and so it's like ooh, and so it's like they're they're giving a backstory, but nothing that really contradicts the 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 scripture, right? Nothing right. that made there was no Jesus Christ superstar moment here. No, not at you all. You know what I'm saying? There was no. Um, you know, there was no Messiah moment from Netflix, right? There's no no things right. where you're like, well, wait, wait, what's going on? Here's a great crystallization of what I'm talking about. James and John are known as the sons of Zebedee or the sons of thunder, right? Mm-hmm. Zebedee is a full-on character in this show. Yeah. 
he's not just like, oh, here's some. No, no, no. Like, if they're going to mention them in the Bible, they're going to be there. Yeah. Right. So, um, so stuff like that, that was just like, just, just really good. The relationship with the Roman guards, um, the relationship with the, the Pharisees, Nicodemus. Oh my gosh. Just, just fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Nicodemus is played by uh, Eric Avari. And, um, when Julie walked in and saw Nicodemus, she goes, that guy's been in a lot of stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's probably in- the only one that you would recognize, right? I don't think anyone else is. Yeah. And he's, and he's never been like a, a like a leading character. He's always, you know, no. a B role, uh, so somewhere, whether it's in, uh, Adam Sandler's Mr. Deeds or, uh, <laughs> Brendan Fraser's the mummy or, uh, <laughs> Kurt Russell's Stargate. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he's always the the Egyptian guy. You know, I mean, right. that's I mean, he's he's that guy in the background. Yeah. But I mean, he's he was good and like compelling. I was just mm-hmm. I was just really impressed. I was really impressed by by the whole thing. I mean, not not the accents, obviously, not the autistic disciple. I mean, th- those are things. And I'm not saying you can't be a disciple if you're autistic. I'm not saying that. I'm saying. It was just a, it was a weird choice, but those are the types of choices that Mm -hmm. this particular show made. Yes. And I'm not mad at it. No, no. I, like I said, I I struggled in the beginning because it, it did feel like they took a lot of liberties in creating these backstories and, and building these character profiles. And, you know, I'm sitting there going, I don't, this I mean, how, where do you, how do you get this? You know what I mean? Like from the scripture, how does this happen? Where do you create this from? And yet, like you said, it, nothing is contradictory. I mean, it it's imaginative, but it's not, it's not uh, sacrilegious or contradictory to scripture in any way. Can I tell you what I thought of when I saw kind of how they were handling things? Is that for the most part, Jesus stays pretty close to the scripture, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there are times when he's having conversations that are that are a little bit, you know, a little bit far away from it. But for the most part, what it looked like to me is that they said, "Okay, here's something that happened in the Gospels. So what? Mm-hmm. What? Why would I care about this one thing that he said? Oh, well." what if he was speaking that as an answer to this other story of what was going on around him? Okay. Let's tell that story so that what Jesus says actually lands as not a, so what, but a, Oh my mm-hmm. goodness, that's what. Right. Like and it was, I thought it was very well done. Yeah. Um, something else that I appreciated was how often the character of Jesus was funny. Did you yeah. did you catch yeah. that? And not in any kind of derogatory way or smart eloquent. He just he just was there was just joy. And I think sometimes we forget <laughs> that that God created joy. And so why wouldn't Jesus have been a joyful person who enjoyed being around his disciples, who enjoyed being around people? And had fun with them and laughed with them and loved them in that way. I that was unexpected for me and and very appreciated. I really liked yeah. that. 
a lot of the humor and a lot of like the um, like the punchlines to to the humor were uh, were honestly had a kind of a modern feel. Yes, you know what I'm saying. They they weren't necessarily of the time, um, which again that that could be the questionable thing of like, well, why would they do something like that? I don't know. Why do they have Scottish accents? But you know, they're, you know, they're, they're making it more timeless to where it actually lands for the modern viewer, right? They're not right. trying to show this to people 2000 years ago. Um, Cause that would be weird. Right. I guess. I mean, <laughs> that'd be weird. that's next week's movie. <laughs> um, What are we doing next week? Oh, I don't remember the uh, time, the assassin 33. The type. Oh my gosh, I forgot. I got so excited just now. <laughs> Guys, okay, sneak peek. <laughs> We're doing a movie called uh, Assassins 33 AD yeah. uh, about people who wage a jihad on Jesus and they go back in time to try to kill him at the crucifixion. <laughs> right, or we'll stop him from being crucified for the sins of right. the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Um, oh my gosh, it looks bonkers in all the good ways. So- the guy who, um, Dallas Jenkins, the guy who wrote and directed uh, this series, The Chosen, he also uh, was the director of a movie called The Resurrection of Gavin Stone. Are you familiar with The Resurrection of Gavin Stone? I am not. Okay. Should I be? So, um, I mean, it's got Angela Johnson in it. Security. Security. So curdy. It's a it's a guy who's like a famous actor, and I think like he gets in trouble. It, it's a very much a sweet home Alabama type of thing where he's got to do community service at a like a like a like a small town community theater is how he does his community service, uh, and it turns out it's all faith based, and uh-huh. and uh, I think he has to play the role of Jesus. So um, okay. Also, uh, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, the WWE superstar, he's he's in that movie as well. Um, if I'm just saying, if if he's in it, it must be great. <laughs> um, I I have not seen I have not seen that one, but Dallas Jenkins, um, he, the way he made this was really really clever and inventive. Mm-hmm. He crowdsourced this whole thing. Yeah, it it's the highest crowdfunded media project of all time. Well, I mean, I think each episode was like 1.2 mil, mm-hmm. right? And here's 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 eight episodes and he's already raised funds for like four for the next the next season, right? He also released this on VidAngel. Are you familiar with VidAngel <laughs> just in general before this? I had heard of it before, but I'm not sure I could have told you anything about it. Do you even know what it is? My understanding is that it is it's a streaming company that helps filter out unchristian like things in movies. Is that right? Yeah. Let me let me just try to give this in the best layman's terms that I possibly can. <laughs> if you were a Christian man, but you wanted to watch Game of Thrones, but you didn't want to see any of the naughty bits. Um VidAngel is the service you would go to to take that hour-long episode and turn it into a seven-minute episode. I was going to say, it wouldn't be very long, right? (laughs) Aren't there quite a few naughty bits in Game of Thrones? (laughs) I don't know. I've never seen it. I would never watch those naughty bits. Mm -hmm. Seen every season three times. So it like pulls out profanity, nudity, sexual situations, graphic violence. It it, it pulls out all of those things. Um, They also have original content which uh, up until this point has been uh, not good. Mm-hmm. Not, 
Oh, no, I'm thinking of, what's that, Faith Tube? What's the other one I'm thinking of? The one with the guy with that Bobo BG? No, okay, that's what? not here or there. <laughs> Are you having a he stroke like, right now? <laughs> no, he looks like he looks like one of the Bee Gees, but like, a fa- like if you put him in the microwave. What's that name of that guy? Hold what? on, let's see. Here. <laughs> Hold on, stop it. Pure Flicks. There it is. Oh, Pure Flicks. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta look this up. David Andrew Roy White. Probably. Does he look like a melted BG? Yeah. Yes, actually, that's a very accurate description. You are welcome. <laughs> and he stars in all of the movies that they do. Oh, yeah. Um, He's so, the son of a Mennonite pastor. How are they doing movies? <laughs> that's probably why all of his movies are garbage, because they just figured out how to do the Nickelodeon. How did we get on that trail? Oh, I was talking about VidAngel. Yeah. Let me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's what VidAngel is. Not to be confused with PureFlix, which puts out its own content, which is also not not great. Um, But, uh, oh, hey, by the way, like real talk, you know who's real big into VidAngel? (laughs) Who? (laughs) Real big into it. Freaking nerd. All right. Gosh, oh. we are so off the rails right now. Oh, okay. No, you're going to have to edit so much of this out. Oh, a, a lot of this is going to be edited pieces. I've already, <laughs> I've already got it planned. I've already got, listen, That's I'm doing good. good. Well, despite the fact that it was released uh, by VidAngel, have, did you see the Rotten Tomatoes score? You know what? I, di- I didn't even look it up. Okay. So I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now just to be. Oh. 100% completely honest. reliable. Yeah. On IMDb, it has a 9.8 out of 10 with f- 5,500 reviews. Again, are you going to seek this out? And Because, w- by the way, you do have to seek it out. It's very accessible. Very accessible. But you do have to seek it out, right? Are you going to seek this out if you're not already a believer who's already going to love it? I don't know. Maybe not. Right. So, and are you going to then review it if you're not already one of those? But five th- over 5,000 people have reviewed it on IMDb. That's, that's a lot. That is a lot. And to have that high of a rating, that's And that's you know what? Crazy. On Rotten Tomatoes, the critics rating, there's, there's eight, is 100%. Yeah. And the audience score is 99%. Again, with 4,500 user ratings so yeah i mean you're right it is it is going to be the people who are going to go or who are watching it and probably putting a rating on it are going to be the ones that are seeking it out but that's still that's a pretty high rating well and that's because this is different but in a good way like it's exactly it's not like anything it's not like anything i've experienced before no if you want something that tries to tie so tight to the scripture and to the you know the historical like drama aspect of it. If you're looking for Passion of the Christ, this ain't it. No, no. But also, if you're looking for Jesus Christ Superstar, this ain't it. This ain't it either. Right? The characters are relatable. Um, There's, a, you know, a little bit of artistic license that, that happens here, but I mean, it gives, it gives, it puts you in the story. I'm like, mm-hmm. I see myself in, in the characters. I, listen, I say, try to figure it out. Try to figure it out and watch it. It's good. It is. Did you know it was filmed in Weatherford, Texas? 
No, it was not. It was too. They have a they have a Capernaum village in Weatherford, uh, which offers film set rental and live experience uh, experiences for tourists, and that's where it was filmed. Come on, Church of God. I mean, stop it. <laughs> that's, the, that's the state headquarters for the Church of God, just in case anybody's curious. Um, um, that, that's where I send my tithe money every month. That's, that's not true. Right. It's not true. But they sure do ask me for it every month, for yeah. sure. Uh, did you read the disclaimer at the beginning of the very first episode? Yeah, the one that was like, it's based on the true stories of the Gospels of Jesus Christ. Yeah, some of the locations and timelines have been combined or condensed. And backstories and some characters and dialogue have been added. But this is the sentence that I like. It says, however, all biblical and historical context and any artistic imagination are designed to support the truth and intention of the scriptures. I attend it right after that. Go also go go read about this. Yeah, I think so. You should go read about you this. You should go read it. So, um, all right. So. Let, let's give it uh, hearts on a scale of a scale of one to five hearts. Where where are you at? I think I'm I think I'm at a four, at least for real. Yeah. Okay. I'm at like a four or five. Yeah. Four point five. Yeah. I think four and a half. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it again from the beginning because sometimes when I'm watching things for this podcast, I'm watching it with such a critical eye and I'm, I'm thinking of things to talk about that. I think I need to go back and watch it again, just all the way through and kind of catch things that I didn't the first time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm right there with you. Whenever I watch things for the show, I'm looking for content, right? Right. I'm looking for things to talk about. But um, a couple of nights ago when we're sitting there watching the episode about the wedding Jonathan and Jillian, both at different times, came in to ask for something and never left because the oh, wow. show caught their attention. And um, and Jonathan was like, "What's this?" And I was like, "Oh, this is the uh, the the miracle where Jesus turns the water into wine." And he goes, "Oh, wh- which episode is where he dies on the cross for our sins?" And I go, oh, "I don't I don't know that that's going to be on on this season, buddy." And he yeah. goes, "Okay, but that okay, that's my favorite story. What about um what about the Christmas story?" Oh, that that's not in here either. This is like about G. He was like, okay, okay. Um, what about Noah's Ark? No, this isn't. Doesn't have that. Uh, he's seven guys. Back off. Uh, but that's you know, awesome. But he was like, okay, and they they just engage. So I think that I might actually go back and see if they're interested in watching the other episodes. Um, it's eight hours a show. I mean, it's 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 a mm-hmm. lot of show to watch. But I, look, we'll see. We'll see if they like it. And there not. there is a Christmas special called oh. The Shepherd. Did you see that? For this? Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it, but I saw it today when I was scrolling through looking at the... No. They've got lots of bonus content, uh, content, and there is one. It's actually called the Shepherd Christmas Special Pilot. So there you go. There, there you, you go. Have it. So you would suggest someone, you know, seeking this one out and watching it, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. Especially because of the way they've they've done it. Well, it sounds like this was definitely uh, for you this week. Uh, Andre, what's your not for me this week? Yeah. So my not for me is uh, walking out to my car at the end of the day and it being 104 degrees. Uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. It's in the middle of May. It's May. No, thank you. <sighs> I'm not ready. I'm not ready for what's to come. Yeah. I'm a big fella. And I'm not, I don't like the heat. I don't like, I don't like, I don't like it. I don't like it. It was so hot today. It. How hot was it? It felt like I was in a sauna when I walked outside. Yeah. It's like bad. a giant Texas-sized sauna. 
What's your not for me? Um, two words. Facebook avatars. <laughs> <laughs> um, but didn't you do your Facebook avatar? Did I do mine? Yeah. Did you create one? Yeah. 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 Does it look anything like me? Uh, no, it does not. I do any of them look like anybody? That's, no. And that's do the problem, not. right? <laughs> Julie is really good at making these little avatars. You give her access to your Bitmoji, your, your little cartoon self is going to look like you. She She's real good at it. She was like, I don't have enough options. Here you go. And I looked at it and I was like, I look like someone named Karen waiting to speak to a manager. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> and she had put me like in a, like a, like a, um, like a polo shirt. And I was like, no, seriously, I, I look like a woman who wears sensible shoes. I don't understand what's going on right now. And she goes, that's all I got. And so I put myself in like, you know, the scarf and ripped jeans, like basic, outfit you know type of thing uh-huh. and, and yeah 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 no I looked absolutely like like that uh with the short hair and everything and so I literally had to put myself in a suit and and like give myself stubble to make myself even look somewhat manly and I struggle with that enough as it is I don't need I don't need Facebook to remind me like bitmoji's got me solid so from I mean so I'm done Facebook until you fix it no nah, I'm done I'm not interested. So you give me some more options. I, you know what I was laughing about with the avatars this week, everybody sharing them. You know what? Ain't nobody scrolling down to that uh, biggest body shape and using that one. Uh, your boy did. And I said, <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm struggling enough on this avatar. I don't need to do that. By the way, like that's one thing. Bitmoji gives you an opportunity to be like, listen, we all know you're fluffy. It's fine. Like Facebook is like, hey, you're morbidly obese. Like they had one size called diabetes. And I was like, you got to stop. <laughs> what are you doing? Listen, if, if I'm create, cause I created an avatar, I have not shared mine because I don't think it looks anything like me. No. But if, if I'm going to create it, I'm going to use the body type that I wish I was. Yeah. Not the body type I actually am. Oh, for sure. And you know what? No shame. There is no shame on this podcast. So if you don't want to use the fluffy one, you don't have to. Not at all. It is your avatar. All right. That's awesome. All right. You ready to get into the bee? Let's do it. Oh, no, not the bees. Not the bees. Ah! All right. Picture of priest going viral after pictured using squirt gun filled with holy water to give blessings. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's not a Babylon Bee. That's actually news that happened, Andrea. That's That's actual actual news. (laughs) When I saw that this week, I thought that has to be a joke. This has to be a new satire website that we missed somehow. But it's not. It's an actual thing. And then he was surprised that it went viral. Um, Like, he's literally wearing, like, a face shield, uh, an N95 masks. Uh, and, like like surgical gloves and holding a green gun with an orange tip shooting holy water into people's windows. Come on, Detroit. Come on, Detroit. Figure it out. Oh, no. Dude, the, oh, pri- my word. the priest on Nine Mile don't play. Oh, oh man. man. Okay, that Sorry. is so... <laughs> 
funny. <laughs> I did not know you were going there. I love it. All right. Well, that's not the B, but. <laughs> oh, no, not the B. Not the B. Ah! I don't think the B could top that this week. So do you have one? <laughs> no, I'm not. Why, why would I? Why would I? When I saw that, I was like, well, clearly that's the B segment this week. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. You ready to get out of here? Oh, am I ever. <laughs> that just sounds like I'm so done with this show. So done with you. Oh, <laughs> All right. Well, this week's church helper from an anonymous pastor says, your pew might be roped off. We still love you. If you listen, we know oh, that you no. sit in the same seat every week. We get it. Guess what? That seat gonna have tape over it. You're not gonna be allowed to sit there. Don't be a rebel. Nobody's ex- no one is excited about your spirit of rebellion. Hey, nope. for real, no one's excited about you having a spirit of rebellion. People are nervous about going to church. Don't go in there thinking you're entitled to anything. Wear a mask, wash your hands, sit in a different place, love Jesus anyway, because guess what? Church ain't all about you, son. All right, that's a show. Yeah. I, just, I don't have anything to add. But our thoughts and opinions are not the final word, dear listener. (laughs) We'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions about any and all of our topics for today. Yeah, don't forget to like, follow, and comment on all the socials. We are at Dropping Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And as a reminder, for every comment we receive on Apple Podcasts, we will donate $1 to a local ministry or charity. Uh, This week's charity is... uh, is our local food bank. Um, unless, of course, you comment anywhere about how uh, the ministry of Robbie Zacharias has touched you. And if that happens, then we will be donating to uh, RZIM. Yes. Remember, the greatest compliment that you could give us is to tell a friend to listen to this episode or and to subscribe for next week. Or maybe another episode. Maybe there's another episode that you just laughed all the way through or touched your heart in some way. Tell them to listen to that one. Yeah, because we're doing our best to try to bring you some good shows. Next week is going to be a crazy one. I'm excited about it. We don't Uh, know what to expect next week. At all. I don't know what to expect. I'm so excited. But we will be back next week. Until then, this is Seth. And this is Andrea. And this is Dropping Sunday. Dropping Sunday.